I am unashamed. What about you? All right, I need y'all's advice. We have Zach today. Al, he's probably on a beat somewhere. I've been battling bats for two days. Bats? B-A-T-S, with teeth, not baseball. Bats. So with that, so, with that initial statement, we are free to call you today Batman. Oh, I, I've become Batman. <laughs> I'm I'm laying on my couch. I didn't know such. I never heard of such, Jay. So I'm laying on my couch watching TV. I got my two little dogs there. Missy's in Austin. Not bothering anybody. Not bothering anybody. Thinking about today's events. It's and a the weekend. Comfort, the comfort of your own home. Yeah. I think I was watching a baseball game. How could bats be a part of that? And all of a sudden, a bat... A fairly, I would call this a large bat, flew three inches in front of my nose and slammed into the window to my left. Of course, that's, that's never good. That's never good. The dogs erupted into sheer panic. And when he came back through, he actually nicked my hat. His wing hit my hat. So I'm like, what in the world? You understand they are they are a bat. Uh, they are are known to carry rabies. Yeah, that's what I've learned. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so that's what I was worried about ju- just the thought, and he's barely missing you. So, so I then hear multiple windows begin to sound. You know, like so. I thought, what's going on? What something's hitting them? Yeah. So I I walk in the the middle room where the fireplace is and I'm seeing multiple bats flying around my house, inside my house. That's going from bad to worse. I actually filmed it and it was kind of like, what's going on? But then one of them came at my head and, and made contact on the way by. And then I thought, I got a problem here. (laughs) yeah so i'm thinking what do i do you know i went through the process of what 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 do we do here i've got bats and so mistake number one was for some reason i called my wife now look looking back on it not good when a grand grand, when a grown man calls your woman because he's seeing bats yeah that's not good jace so listen to this i called her and she said I said, we got bats in the house, and I'm sending her the video while I'm talking to her. And she, she was like, what are, you, what are you talking about, bats? She she thought baseball bats. I was like, no, these, these have teeth and wings, and I'm being attacked here. What do you, who do you, who, yuppie, what, yuppie girls what do you think? would not be, a, uh, not, not many of them would be uh, ready to receive that kind of, that kind of predicament. So she said, why on earth would you call me? <laughs> And I I think I hung up on her. I just thought, yeah, why did I do that? So I hung up and moved on because I was in a war, I felt like. So I called Stone. Stone was like, I don't do bats. So I said, I, I, I guess I'm on, on my own here. So that started a series of events that lasted, I would say, 48 hours, which is his day 48 three. hours? Oh, yeah. I went to bed the second night at 5 a.m. Because here's what happened. 
So I go in there. Well, the first thing was I, I needed a weapon. So I the only thing I could find was a was a boat paddle. But when I charged in and I opened all the outside doors, because I thought, well, I'll just get them to go outside and we'll we'll end this party. So for about an hour, I swung and missed, I would say at least 30 times, because they're so fast. So how and, many how many bats at this time as the hours went on and on? How many bats are we dealing with here? But I would say best you can at count. the peak it was fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen bats in my inner room. And look, they, they flew around for an hour and none of them would leave despite all the doors being open. So I couldn't hit them. So I was like, I need a better weapon. So I go over to Willie and Corey's because they, they play tennis. I said, I need a, there was a few of them standing there. Corey, Willie wasn't there. Uh, John a Lee, wider than a boat paddle. His wife. And <laughs> you know what it turned into? It turned into a CIA investigation. Because when I said, I need a tennis racket, <clears throat> Corey said, I didn't think you played tennis. I said, no, I don't. I have bats in my house. And the boat paddle didn't work. And I've knocked over everything that Missy has set up that I didn't even notice was there. Candles and lanterns. And I said, that's all on the floor. A bat and, killing is a free-for-all. Yeah. So she got me a tennis racket. And then meanwhile, John Luke's wife is like saying, okay, they don't like white sheets. Uh, they're drawn to, to long hair. Uh, I get she's she's all of a sudden like running the internet, giving me all these ideas. And it's like, don't swing at them because that they defend themselves. I, and like everything that they're saying, I've already violated. And so I basically created a hazmat suit out of a sheet and uh, and took the tennis racket and, and I went in back in because I thought if I can ever build a fire because I concluded that they were coming out of the chimney because they were all around that fireplace. And so I have still had the doors open when I walked back in. Now I'm in a in this suit that I created. They're still just round and round and round and round, up and down, just. And at this point, you haven't ascertained where they're coming from. No, I didn't know, but it, the fireplace. Because if you're on the outside and you get on the inside of a dwelling, there has to be a portal of some sort that you could fly through to get there. Well, that's what I was thinking. I would be looking for the hole it's in the, the house. It's the fireplace. For, I'm assuming it's, it's the, fireplace, be the fireplace, Phil. That's what I'm thinking. So I go in there. Now I got the white sheet. And uh, whoever wrote that on the internet, he's full of crap. Because that had no bearing. All they did was see me coming. Yeah. You know, but anyway, so I'm in. I look like a ghost. I, Missy actually asked me to take a picture because I said, well, I, I got a, we, I sent her back a text because I felt bad for hanging up on her. I was like, I got a plan. I'm going to war. And so I I thought I had I thought I had all of them out about two or three hours of that. Now because now I'm being I feel like they can't get too many. Are you killing me. them or are they leaving the premise? I never hit one. I, I mean I nicked a couple. I mean, look, it sounds easy. These oh, things they, were flying. They, I would say they're, they're guided by sonar. They're guided by sonar. You're you're not gonna well, get them. Yeah, that was another tip. So I turned off all the air. I turned off the ice machine. That was another thing I did before I went in. And so, yeah. and I turned off all the outside lights 
They said, do that. Wear, wear a white sheet. I did that. So I go to swatting with the doors. Every door, the outside, the inside doors I have closed. All the outside doors I have open. So I just go to swatting. And so when I looked around and said, okay, problem solved. Well, here was a funny part. I'll Are go, you picking any of these up by hand? No. No, you can't touch them. There was that they weren't that's lighting. A, that's a good move. To do though. it. You don't want to fool with a bat. So I stumble outside trying to find some firewood, which I thought fire season's over. It's 90 degrees outside. And so I'm like, because I'm fixed to build a fire. Well, so I, I'm outside looking for fire. I'm 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 in firewood and digging around, you know, on the You're building a fire to put in your fireplace thinking that'll burn them out. Well, I thought I'm going to shoo them out or, or hit them out and then I'll smoke them and burn them out if they're coming out of the chimney, which is what I thought. So I see my three, uh, these three teenage or two teenage boys and, and their little, little brother. They're my next door neighbors. You know, I didn't realize how I looked at that point because I'm in a war zone. And I heard one of them. I'm digging around looking for wood. And one of them, I hear Mr. J's. Are you all right? <laughs> so then I, I looked up and realized <laughs> they think I've had a nervous breakdown because I'm in a white sheet with a tennis racket and I, I hit something and busted the strings in the racket. So then I put a net over the racket. <laughs> I'm sitting there. Hold, I still have the tennis racket and I'm gathering up wood. <laughs> I said, boys, I'm in a war with bats. And I don't think they believe, believe me because they started backing up. I was like, no, it's okay. I was like, do y'all have any any bat knowledge? Because you know how smart those kids are. Oh, yeah. They started telling me all the stuff that I had read, which is they're attracted to the the sound. And so I was like, yeah, I got that. Yeah, I got that. So I go back in, start building the fire, thinking they're all gone. And, of course, here they come again. They they hadn't left. That what was happening is they'll they'll find little places under the rocks or where you can't see them, and they you know hang upside down. But I get the fire going, so now I got a blaze going. Well, then they kept coming, and so I, one of them I thought got hung up in the sheet, and even though I didn't think he was biting me, I mean he was in the sheet with me, and that sheet's coming off. So I flicked it off. Well, when I flicked it off, the end of it hit into the fireplace where the fire's going. Well, now it ignites. And so now I'm like, oh, good. I'm fixed to burn my house down. So I had to get that out while the bats are flying around. Take that outside. And then I like reassess the situation. I'm like, this is not working because I got a fire. I've, I've tried this for hours. They won't go outside. So I'm like, you know what? I'm out of here. I mean, I'm 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 abandoning the war. I, I I give this is not working. So I left and uh went and played, went over to a buddy's house and because I thought maybe they'll give me some ideas, you know. We wind up playing cards. So when I come back, when I left all the doors open. So when I come back, I thought they were all gone. And this is why I stayed up to five in the morning. I got a spotlight out, turned all the light, got a spotlight out, and I saw three in in places where, you know, they were hiding. And one of them, Missy, had this big lantern that I'd never noticed before. It had a candle in it, and there were two of them behind it. And there was a little depression in the rocks of the, of the chimney, and that's where they were. And the other one was behind the TV, 
where you plug in the TV, there was a little hole there, and he was he was down in there. So what I did was I got a fishing rod and weaved it because it's sixteen foot long, you know, jig pole. And I'd like my idea was to get them to fly because I'm like I ain't going to bed with three bats hanging upside down in my house. I just ain't doing it. And so when I poked that first one, because all I could do was poke them because I couldn't get to them. That thing came down that rod, biting that rod toward me. I mean, you're talking about get get the heck out of there. <laughs> I mean, it's just... So I was like... So I, that went on till 5 o'clock in the morning until I didn't see them anywhere. I mean, I'd poke them. They'd fly around. I, I kept trying to swat. And I've only seen one since. I only saw one yesterday flying around. So anyway... Today was day three. I had to, the supposed bat expert come in this morning to assess the situation. But when there, I there's a there's someone you can call over in a bat invasion. I got Missy on Billy, it. His, Billy the exterminator. Remember that guy, Billy the exterminator. Yeah, well, this guy was like that. I mean, he was like, what was that movie? The time where the guy was uh uh. Was Jim Carrey the pet detective type mm-hmm. guy? That was Ace, Ace Ventura. He, yeah, this he he had Ace Ventura type. Well, maybe qualities. some of your listeners, uh, some of our listeners today, might uh, give us a buzz on. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of bats in my day, but I've never seen them inside a house running around. I mean, flying around like that. I ain't either. And look, and the internet mostly was about one bat, not a small colony. And I did notice this one time, one of the bats, there was a crack that maybe the width of a quarter and half of the bat, the bat, half of him was where I could see him. And the other half was and it, but it was like, how do you get your body to get that small to get through that crack? So they're bats too. Let's take, let's, uh, let's take a quick break, Jace. Phil, are you are you familiar with, with what's going on with the the cyber attack this week? I don't deal in the cyber world. <laughs> well, you got your own gas pumps. So it doesn't matter to you. But uh, cyber attacks are real. In fact, uh, Facebook has had 500 million accounts exposed to cyber thieves. Just this week, we know that the uh, the uh, pipeline, the gas pipeline, was attacked through some kind of cyber attack. Shut. I mean, that's why we we have a hard time getting gas here. Um, it's it's here to stay, and, and so you got to protect what's yours. You got to protect your even your title now, um, because cyber thieves are coming in and stealing your home's title, your name, your address, your personal information. It's all out. The thieves forge your signature on a quick a quick uh, the thieves forge your signature on a quick claim deed, stating that you've sold your home to whoever the thief is, and then he'll leave you in debt, and even get you evicted. So you got to do what we've done. We protect our, our home's title with title Home Title Lock. So go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you've already been a victim. Then you'll sign up for a 30-day free trial for protection during this, high, uh, during this high-risk breach. Again, go to HomeTitleLock.com. Uh, use our promo code RADIO. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code RADIO. You do realize that bats eat like 12, I think it's 1,200 insects an hour. You never well, want to kill them. 
They are they they eat like eight thousand mosquitoes every night. No bats were injured in so the Zach whole So Zach is proceeding. making the case is that they're your friend, not your enemy. All I know is they look too demonic. They tell me they carry rabies, which is enough for me to stay away from them. Let me. I'm gonna just tell y'all right now. Yeah. My wife, the way these things look, because one time I was down. One of them, he was just crawling. Right where you, right on the face of the fireplace, he was just crawling along the the rocks. And I'm like, I mean, it was creepy looking. I was like, if my wife saw that, not only would she not stay here, she would never stay here. My only encounter with bats since you brought it up, uh, back when I was uh, going to college, uh, Miss Kay and I are riding along, your mother in a Volkswagen the window was down on my side <clears throat> and hers, I think. A bat flew inside the Volkswagen and bounced about once, and I saw him go down to my left. When I looked down, the bat was right there where you put your hand to open the door. Yeah. The bat was right there. And when I looked down at him and me, we're talking about, you know, two and a half feet in a Volkswagen, pretty small. I just looked yeah, around. Yeah, there's about six uh, feet inside the Volkswagen. Yeah, and when the bat saw me, look, he bared his teeth. I mean, he he just yeah. I I'll, looked at him and he and he and he bared his teeth like a like a yeah, grimace. I, I I saw that like multiple a, times. And my parting words were because your mama didn't know what was going on. Yeah. But my parting words were. Every man for himself. (laughs) (laughs) And I leave the Volkswagen. She's screaming. She's screaming. I run around, open her door for her, get her out of there. I picked up a stick of some sort and flushed the thing out of there, and he went on on his way. But, but I mean, I did, both of us did leave the vehicle just... Yeah, there's something about the way they look. I I just didn't realize. they're, They're creepy. They are creepy, but they do eat 8,000 mosquitoes a night. I always wanted to build one of those uh, bat houses, you know, just because, especially in Louisiana because the mosquitoes are so bad. I mean, they'll come out at night like in a swarm. Yeah. How many confirmed kills did you actually have? Zero. You never killed well, I never good. killed a bat. I, I, it's just when you're in close quarters, and, you know, I didn't want to use a weapon. That would destroy my house because no, I can't. pretty much destroyed my house anyway with a boat paddle and a tennis racket. I mean, this, you know, we had too much stuff anyway, is what I told Missy. I was like, well, now I know that I can get you something for Christmas because she hasn't been there. And she's like, what? I said, everything that I have destroyed in, in this proceeding, which has been a lot of stuff. You know, do you when, think when they came through stuff, the chimney? <clears throat> I don't. I actually now I saw them fly in it, so maybe yeah. I think they're, I think they're coming out those cracks where the chimney meets the molding. But now two of these bats were so big that I would think they had to come down the chimney. There were two giants. How big are you talking? I would say the size of a dove. Whoa! Hmm. Yeah, I've never seen that. That they were that big. The first one that flew by my nose was the size of a dove. Are you huh. sure it was a bat? Not uh, what they call them, chimney swifts. Or? I'm one. I'm no, one hundred. Wouldn't have been near that. I'm one hundred percent sure. When you see 
a bird hanging upside down and like Phil said, showing their teeth, they were bats. That that's been confirmed. Our, our fireplace every year, they by the way, they arrive at the same day every year, early summer. It's about time for them. Uh, my chimney will fill up with a, with, I don't know how many, but quite a few chimney sweeps. I've birds. seen those, but we're not I, talking about that. They're a mosquito getter too, so I'm always happy to hear them. I hear them fluttering in the in the fireplace on out the top. They just go through, yeah. go down there, and they camp out there. They build them a little nest. Uh, we've had some babies or eggs fall well, down. Well, the uh, pet detective, you know, when he he said, well, there because he when he was there this morning, he said, you have a, a grating on, on your chimney. He's like, and he looked in the attic, and he said, they're not in the attic. But I had to go. I, that's where we left it. But that's why I said, but it's, this is an old house. You know, it's over probably, what, 60 years old? So somewhere there's a crack, and I think they raised, <clears throat> I think the, the two big ones were the male and the female. Here's my theory. Because one of the things I read or I heard someone read during the CIA investigation was that they produced their offspring in mid-May. Well, we're this is May. Mid-May. That so was I'm thinking this, this couple had their litter. I don't know how many's in a litter. I didn't I didn't read that. But be thirteen, because you saw two big ones, fifteen total. 15 minus the big two ones. I would say 12 to 15. It was hard to get an exact. Well, out there at computer land, for the listeners, there's bound to be, there's one, there's one maybe yeah, per, per five hear. million people, but there may be a bat expert that can give you a little expertise on how to get rid of bats in your house. Cause, well, oh, you, it's, oh, it, it's coming because we had a guy a few weeks ago told us how to get rid of moles. I, I, I saw that. Somebody sent me an email about how to get rid of the moles. So we'll, I guarantee you we'll have a. We'll have an answer. Oh, we'll probably have guano recipes. That's quite recipes. the story, Jace. You know, these people, it's always amazing what you get. They're like, here's how you prepare guano, Yeah, which is bat dung. Well, that's what they make mascara out of, fertilizers, all kind of stuff. It's a good thing you didn't kill any because I think it's illegal to kill them. Well, I, I did notice uh, when they were when they were giving me the information, they were like, well, there's one of them that's protected. It was like somewhere in Indiana, and I was I was thinking, now where are we at in our culture where they're like, because they're like, if you're in your house, I want to say it was Indiana, and you see a bat, you basically what they were describing. I mean, I'm 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 embellishing, be you know, because it was extensive, but the idea I got is that you're going to have to move, not the we're not moving the bat. You're the one. You're, you're. Yeah, you're moving. I, I, and which you know, we're in the book of Romans. I thought, yeah, when you get your priorities away from God, people, animals, when that's not in that order, chaos ensues, and a lot of poor decisions. Yeah. Well, it's a good day to be uh, to have life and immortality, there, Zach. You know. Mm-hmm. I do agree with that. So I, I thought sure. y'all might we're, we're, have some better advice on what to do with the bats. I got nothing from y'all. Well, no, my, my advice is to build them an alternative space to live out in your yard, and that way they'll you'll you'll preserve the bat that will kill the mosquitoes. I'm all about the circle of life, and I want to get rid of the mosquitoes. My well, look, the problem is advice. when you leave all the doors open for hours, days, 
there's enough. I mean, all I'm going to do is attract more bats because the bats became a lesser problem when you leave the doors open in Louisiana and when it's 80 degrees outside at night. Yeah. I mean, if they carry rabies and other things like the coronavirus. And they're in your house. And they're in your house. I would take them out quickly. I got a message for bats. Stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about today? Because y- y'all were no help except Phil inspired me to get rid of the bats in my house. The first chapter in Romans is full of uh, full of hope. So why don't we get on something positive there? It's a strange thing, Zach. How come these strange things are always happening to Jace? Huh? They always happen to Jace. I don't know what that's about, but he's always got a good story. That's for sure. I prayed for our little girl the other day. I called her mom up because she's really ill, and uh, they had named her after Jace, whatever that means. Jace, they 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 named. Oh, I prayed for her too, Jacelyn. Jacelyn, I'd never heard that name. I like. Yeah, she had cancer. Oh and, God, uh, removes it for, from her. We prayed for her. I was eating crawfish. It, it, I was eating. Uh, she looked about nine or ten. Yep. Sad. Oh man. And. Uh, I was eating crawfish. At I du- think the Almighty is going to deliver. I, 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 I believe it. I pray. Well, pray for. Her. I really do. I was, I was at Duck Commander eating crawfish with Zach Williams, the singer. There was Jesus. I asked him. I said, "Where's Dolly?" He sang with Dolly Parton, and they all laughed. And uh, he had Third Day was there, Mac Powell, and uh, a group called what was the group? Kane, I think. Yeah, Kane. They're doing a drive-in tour, and so they did. They did it in in North Monroe. So I met. We're eating crawfish there, and when I got the the alert, if we would pray for this girl, I just we just stopped everything, which was cool. I mean, here's these great singers and all these people, and I said a little message to her via the cell phone while we I said, we're stopping what we're doing and we're praying for you that God will heal you. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do right now, just in a moment. Let's just pray right now. Father, for Jason, Father, we do pray that you deliver her from this illness. You are the great physician and you are the author of life. So we pray that uh, you would deliver this scourge from Jason and give her her health back. In the name of Jesus, we're asking this, Father. Amen. Amen. I think it's the most disturbing thing ever is to see a picture of a nine-year-old girl and then oh. you hear, you know, she's got cancer and it's not looking good. And so we did that, but I shed, and it was I it, shed it, tears over. That's for sure. Yeah, it was good to, good to meet them guys. I, I've been friends with uh, Mac Powell for years and love that guy. And I, I really like. You know, everyone that was there, I never met Zach Williams, but I told him, I was like, I love that song. I love the passion in that song. And so we had a good time. What was a little comical about it is they had never eaten crawfish. So I'm like, boy, they didn't didn't know what they were missing. I'm like, what what is wrong with you people? (laughs) So I was the official, here's how you peel them guy. And, uh, you know, they're just not, they're not used to the heat either that you know we eat our crawfish spicy and uh one of the one of the girls from kane she's like uh you know my 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 lips are getting numb i was like (laughs) 
Yeah. But, you know, I will admit they joined in and they seem to to like them other than just the idea of eating it. Yeah. You know, because when you look at a crawfish. Hey, Jace, let's take let, let's take a quick break. So, Jace, one of my favorite uh, feelings is when you're tired at night and you slip into your sheets yeah. and you, that initial, you know, they're cool and that initial lay down kind of getting ready to go to sleep. What about that sensation, that that feeling of it's time to go to bed and I got some I got a nice setup here to get some sleep. Are you trying to hypnotize me for some reason? <laughs> you look like you're about to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, I was getting very sleepy, Al. Well, that's one of my favorite feelings. And one of the things that makes mine so enjoyable is one of our sponsors called Bowl and Branch, which really is a super um, you know wonderful product that I absolutely love. And that's that feeling I get. And I can kind of tell when I'm someplace and don't have Bowling Branch sheets. Uh, fair price, you get a 30-day risk-free trial, get free shipping uh, and any returns that you have to have. 100% organic cotton, ethical production, uh, really a wonderful uh, set of sheets. Once you try these things, I think you'll love them. It's BowlingBranch.com. You get 15% off your first set of sheets if you use the promo code Robertson. So that's bowl, B-O-L-L, and branch.com, promo code Robertson, 15% off, and get a good night's sleep. When you look at a crawfish, the last thing your mind is telling you is to eat that. It it just, you just have to trust me. I was giving them uh, the lesson on how you peel it, and then I was giving them the inspiration of like, I mean, trust me, would I, would I would I lead you wrong? But they're looking like, but I don't trust you because you look like a wildebeest. Well, but but if you if you ever run crawfish traps and you see what they eat, that will turn you off. Well, but a, I'm going to disagree with you on that because a crawfish will only, he prefers fresh meals. And I think that's a positive. It is. Now, he'll eat anything. But he wants it fresh, and so I respect that. Yeah, we ran crawfish traps in college, and and we were putting. I feel you told me to put in buffalo head. Yep. You said cut, find the buffalo carp, cut cut their any heads kind off, of fish. Well, buffalo is a fish, but I think the buffalo head or a carp head is the number one uh, attractant. Would we've, you agree? We've caught more on on fish heads than we yeah. have anything else. But now they have made a bait. It's pretty good. It's still bought. You can buy one and a. Like kind of like the pellets, you know, big, you know, kind of like a, a hard little pellet. Yeah, but you know, it's it's you catch four to one. Yep. Hey, my second date was a lot of them was, little was my wife was was we were went and get we got three tubs of buffalo head. So I have a I have a special. The Cajuns use little fish, little fish they sign up. You know, I don't even know the name of them, but that's what they bait them with. Well, in the book of Romans, boy, just off the top of my head, here's something interesting. The gospel is mentioned in verse 1. The gospel is mentioned in verse 2. The gospel is mentioned in verse 4. The gospel is mentioned in uh, verse 9. And the gospel is mentioned in verse 14. And the gospel is mentioned in verse 16. That many times in that shorter space tells you well, it's actually mentioned in verse 17. Verse 17, that right there tells you enough that the whole premise of Romans 
is built around Jesus, his death for the sins of the world, his burial and resurrection. That's the centerpiece of the Bible, and you miss that, you pretty well missed it all. Life and immortality comes out of it. Well, that, I think the last time we were here, Zach, you weren't. But we talked about, I made this this long speech about verse 3 where he said regarding his son, where yep. you went to the Old Testament, he's coming, God in human form. And then when you add that with what Phil just said about the gospel, which, you know, is we single out, I mean, you you could say Jesus, because a lot of people, if you ask them what the gospel is, most people that I've studied with, they 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 don't they don't know what that means. Unfortunately for them, they need to know what that means. Well, right. They think music or something good or somebody named Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four gospels. And so they'll say that. And so, you know, I always say, well, it's Jesus, but it seems to highlight his death, burial, and resurrection in that context in most most places, you know, specifically. Would through, you agree with that assessment? Through and through. Yeah, and I would also add, I think the book of Romans is, there's this interesting phrase in verse um, 5 that's also, it's in the first paragraph of the book of Romans, and the, the same phrase is in the last paragraph of the book of Romans. Let me read it to you. It says, uh, talking about Jesus here, through whom, Jesus, we have received grace and apostleship. And here's the reason. This is the whole reason why Paul received grace as an apostle, to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for his namesake, among uh, whom you are also called of, of Christ Jesus. He uses that term, the obedience of faith. It's, he starts the book with that, and he ends the book with that. And I think that if you go when you get into the book of Romans, because you get into some pretty complex theology here, if you if you don't understand um, w the reason why it was written, things get a little hairy, particularly when you get to Romans eight, nine, ten, eleven. Uh, it, the, the context that Paul that Paul's saying here is like I'm I'm coming to tell you about the gospel for a specific purpose, and that purpose is I want you to obey God out of faith, which is different than obeying God out of works. Um, I just think that's an interesting phrase, the the obedience of faith. Like, what what do you think that means? I have I have an idea, but what do you, what do you think that means? I mean, I think you have an encounter or you have an understanding of who this Jesus is, and it's not just the story or this fact because he in his opening remarks he said that. Regarding his son, through the spirit of holiness, this son, Jesus, was declared with power to be the son of God by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So if your faith, which would be believing that he is that son with that power, is who he says he is, then I think you would obey whatever he recommended. I mean, I think it's that simple. I think it's a view, a belief, and then there's a behavior and an action that comes after it. And the action is love God, 
because of what he's rescued us from the dominion of darkness through the gospel. And he has, uh, by faith, instilled in us uh, a desire to love him and serve him. He is worthy. And to love your neighbor. Start with sharing this with him. There is life and immortality for your taking if you want it. And all you have to do is believe, but, believe, and but repent. Phil, I think it's like now we. I was telling bats, and I didn't plan to make this connection, but now that I think about it, the the modern world they they came up with Batman because bats are, I guess, creepy. And then what is his? What what does he do? What's his end game? We we came up with a guy who has supernatural powers, bat related. And what does he do? He fights good and evil. You see what I mean? It, it's the it's the same principle. They just took a bat and said, "Oh, we need supernatural ability mm-hmm. to for good to triumph." And so God said, "I am, I am the supernatural. I became a human." And then he was declared to be the son of God. Why? Because of the power that he showed via the spirit to be resurrected from the dead, which in every Batman movie, you know, they can't kill him. Yeah. He, he has the, cause it's no matter. Oh, he'll get injured, but you have to have an indestructible quality about you to be supernatural, which leads us for life changes. If you ever read, at. Every epistle, start from the book of Acts, the last thing Paul said, he preached about the kingdom of God and about the Lord Jesus Christ, which tells you where his focus was. But every one of these epistles, if you start in the first chapter, it's not by accident that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, about ten times he mentions the gospel, which means literally good news. To the Thessalonians, he said, we ought to always thank God for you, brothers. This is Second Thessalonians 2. Uh, he said, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth, he called you to this through our gospel that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is wonderful immortality. So then, brothers, stand firm, and it always mentions that, stand on the gospel and hold to the teachings we passed on to you whether by word of mouth or by letter. So it's our job to carry on with the Apostle Paul and others, mm-hmm. just point, it, point people to Jesus, who he is, what he's done, what he's now doing, what he will do. Stay right there and camp out there. Love them enough to tell them. Take the heat when it comes. I think, never looking I think back. it's a good point that you bring up that it's good news because you think about what Jesus, his death did which was his death started a process that destroyed death. That's it. Yeah, there's a, hey, let's take a quick, let's, uh, let's take a quick break. Yeah, there's a, there's a uh, paradox in, in this. I mean, even when we talk about power, I mean, think about the gospel displays the power of God, but, but a, a good chunk of the gospel is that this, this all-existing, ever-existing eternal being condescends 
and becomes human and allows the humans, his creation, to get their hands on him, and he ultimately was murdered and killed. I mean, that's that's kind of a flip on the head of, of power, because when we think of power, we're always thinking about conquering, which Christ obviously did that. But part of the gospel is, is the part of the power is, is that his love, that he would love his creation enough to do that, you know? Yeah, that's why I brought up the deal about about Batman because it, it's you're not thinking Jesus is powerful. Most people when they when I make it known to the world, like if I meet somebody and I say something about Jesus, because we're 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 almost too. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, which is that Jesus is the Son of God and that He lived a holy life. These are all things we, that He's referring to in Romans one, and that He died for the sins of the world out of love and that because of the Holy spirit came back from the dead. They, they view that me being unashamed as a weak, that that's, they, they, they think that's weak. And once you start to rally up the text and when he said regarding his son, well, his son, he shared in there, that's the human race shared in their humanity so that by his death, you know, how are you going to kill God unless he becomes a human and you get your hands on him? You're not going to touch him, the invisible, immortal God that created the cosmos. You can't touch something like that unless he shares in your humanity so he can die, so that he can, by his death, he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those, by grace, who all their lives and their great fear were held in slavery by their fear of death. The, His look, death fixed it so we wouldn't fear death because he beat it, and it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him, and it's impossible for death to keep its hold on us. So just that enough, when I heard that, I was 28 years old, and I stopped in my tracks on that point right there. I stopped yeah. in my tracks right there, and I said, wait a minute here. How in the world did I ever miss that? We're talking immortality here. I had turned to Hebrews 2, 14, and had my finger on the— I was fixing, oh, did you? I, I was fixing to read that. You were trained well, my son. Yeah, but Phil, you're right. That, that, that <laughs> passage is the logical— conclusion i'm telling you because it says since the children have flesh and blood well he became a human so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death that is the evil one so you you think about it that's how we view going back to my batman uh reference power in our world is like well he can whoop everybody in hand to hand he holds the power of death in his hands because he can kill you because he's yep. more powerful. Yep. And that's the way people with evil intent view power. You know, let's, we're going to fly a bunch of planes. You know, we're, we're going to kill people and even ourselves to show you that we're right. It, it, and the evil one, He's done it from the beginning. Where's that passage he, that says gonna, he was a murderer from the beginning? Well, he's going to mention that when you get over about Romans 5, when old Adam, when he sinned, I mean, he brought to us sin and death, which Jesus conquered both of them. 
But with Adam, all die. With with Jesus, all are made alive. Right. So he took away the the murderer. Yeah, there is a this idea of power though is interesting to me uh, as you're as you're kind of talking about it because. It, I mean, God really does come to flip it on its head. And you look at the way humans approach the concept of power. What do we do? Well, we try to consume it and consolidate it and, and get it. We, we, want, we want to get it all for ourselves. But what's being displayed in the gospel is through God is quite the opposite. God's like, look, I'm all powerful. I can do whatever I want. I don't need any of you, but I'm, I'm going to empty myself I'm going to take on the nature of a servant. I mean, being found in appearance as a man, Philippians says that that, that uh, Christ humbled himself and became obedient to death. To me, that's the scandal because it, it is kind of ridiculous to think about a God that it's ridiculous to us to think about a God that powerful that would that would do that. It it, it really it's it's got to be divine because a human would never come up with that kind of power structure. I mean, God basically said that you can't kill and take control empire-wise, I'm taking that away because we're coming back. I mean, to me, that would be the ultimate movie is you have all these empires that have ruled the world because you think about from a Roman perspective, this is the place where we had the, you know, the arena. Uh, what was it called? Uh, I had a brain cramp. You know, the famous, uh, the Colosseum. Yeah. Or, you know, where oh, yeah, they, yeah we, we, we've been there. Yeah, and, and and they're like, this is this is true power, and then they've they you know who's the biggest, who's the baddest, and Jesus is doing the exact opposite, becoming meek and dying, and then being raised to show you that he is the destructor of death itself. It's the wildest yeah. thing I've ever read in my life. I mean, you're like, what? But since you do it meekly and you turn the other cheek. You're like, well, how can you be the most powerful thing in the world if you turn the other cheek? And you know what the kicker is, Zach? It's free. It's free. <laughs> Man. Well, I mean, it cost him to go through his life. Yeah, it's free to us. I mean, it cost him 30 years of, you know, <sighs> I guess just identifying as a human and then three more years of a process that he's dying on purpose. Yeah. But he came uh, back. So it's like, I'll go through that. In the end, I win. It's so appealing to me. Yeah, let's take one more break. Yeah, this is that's what that, that's why we're cut to the heart, Zach. You know, and we're like, I, I I'm in on this. Well, it's offensive. It's offensive to us in a lot of ways. It cuts us on both ways. One, because it, it, it tells you, especially the book of Romans, but you get into chapter three, we're gonna see it a few weeks. I mean you don't bring anything to the table, but I love. I think we got to set up Romans here, though. That, that you think about the backdrop, the historical backdrop is that this is a a time period where I mean this this new religion, if you want to call it that, came out of out of Judaism. And I, but what Paul's doing is the reason why it's good news for us because we're not Jewish. None of us are Jewish here. It's good news for us because he's 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 announcing here that that Christ is opening up salvation to everybody. The Gentiles, he's calling all the non-Jewish people into this uh, glorious relationship but to be able to dwell in the presence of the Lord. Um, and and it, to me, especially for a time as now where we are so culturally divided, the, this, this, this letter written to the Roman church is so powerful because it puts everybody on the same playing field. 
it, number one, it's going to put us on the same playing field because everybody's sinful. Everybody's falling short of God's glory. And and two, everybody, everyone has the opportunity at least to, to, to be justified freely by His grace if we would so choose to, to put our, our faith in Him and confess Him as Lord. So th- this book really is a great equalizer, you know? If our world right now, Zach, could just grasp the fact, and then we're going to read about it when we get into Romans chapter 2, God does not show favoritism. This is for everybody, every living person on planet Earth. It's for every one of them. Yeah, that's Romans 2, 11. <clears throat> I was thinking the same, Bert. We're on the same page today. God does not show favoritism. And you think of all the conflict, which we go back to, yielding power and you know even like all the countries that have cias and their roles of trying to keep the peace you know how they're doing where they're killing bad guys yep jace by the way look at the trouble uh, guys that the apostles and the believers because we just got through with the book of acts look at the carnage and the death and the persecutions that took place in the book of Acts, they said, well, just a slaughterhouse. In order to show the human race, God does not show favoritism. Mm -hmm. Just look at at the Jew and Gentile clash that was going on through the apostles, but the gospel was still preached. And to this day, it's come all the way down through the ages for the last 2,000 years. It made it all the way to here, Zach. What do you think? Well, I think you're right, and we are out of time. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube, and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.